Hello and welcome to this podcast, Discussions with Kate, and today we're going to be touching on the Ukraine conflict and what this means for hospitality and what the hospitality industry can do to support. Kate, I know you've got a little bit more information from government. Can you tell me a bit more about that? Yes, so clearly this is a a devastating situation that we're seeing, the largest refugee and humanitarian crisis in Europe since World War II, estimated to be 3.2 million people displaced from the Ukraine across all parts of Europe. And therefore, you know, the hospitality industry across Europe, I have to say, working really hard to be able to support these people to play its part in delivering some of the solutions we need where you've got desperate families and individuals looking for accommodation, shelter, food support, basic clothing and basic care packages, as well as ultimately jobs, because clearly this may go on for some considerable time. The earliest that people are looking at the war coming to an end, President Zelensky saying if peace talks were successful, could see a resolution by May. But clearly this is going to have a longer term displacement effect. So what we have been doing over the course of of last week and over the weekend is talking to the new Minister for Refugees, Richard Harrington, who's somebody the industry knows well. He used to be the MP for Watford. And also he was a minister in Bays who was responsible for helping us pull together the tourism and hospitality sector deal pre-COVID. So he does have a good understanding of our sector and what we can do. So what we've been working with the team at the Department for Local Government, Housing and Communities is how businesses in the hospitality sector can help. So Monday, the government launched the Homes for Ukrainian appeal with people being able to pledge. Now, this is businesses, organisations and individuals who can pledge accommodation for people. Ideally, what the government is looking at there is people offering accommodation for at least six months, but you can volunteer to put forward the accommodation for a shorter period of time. And that's designed to give people a starting base when they come to the UK before they make their decisions longer term. It's open to anybody who's a Ukrainian national with a Ukrainian passport or their family. And quite critically on the back of that, if they satisfy the requirement that they're matched with somebody who can provide them with accommodation, then they get a three year working visa to be in the UK. That's outside any of the points based system. So it doesn't rely on skilled jobs. It doesn't rely on an English language test. It is just a three year working visa and they are able to work from the moment that they come here. Now, at the moment, this means that hospitality businesses can only volunteer rooms or accommodation. There isn't yet the facility to do the matching with jobs and the broader based support. But it does mean that they can support their employees who may be taking in Ukrainian refugees and they can provide the informal linking on jobs through that route. So this scheme will go live on the 18th of March. So far, there are about 200,000 people in the UK who have offered a room to a Ukrainian family or rooms to a Ukrainian family or accommodation. The government website is live and all the links are available on our website for anybody who does want to volunteer the accommodation. And that is the only criteria these people need to be able to come when they are arriving in the UK. If they have got somebody who's provided them with accommodation, that is all the the entry qualifications that they need, the entry requirements that they need. And at that point, they can look for jobs. So that first part of the scheme is in place and is working. We're now working at pace with the government to be able to do the other support mechanisms, the wraparound care that these people might need, that hospitality may be able to provide. Either hotel rooms as a temporary stopgap for one or two nights en route to um, accommodation that they are finding or moving into, particularly if they're looking to stay longer term. 
food and support, but also the live-in accommodation and the jobs around it. And we understand that the government in the second phase of the scheme will work with industry partners like UK Hospitality, and we've been recognised as one of those partners, and the community groups to broker those arrangements. So what we've also put out to our members is a plea go ahead, log your accommodation, but also can you let us know if there are jobs that you've got available, if there's live-in accommodation that you've got available, other support that you might be able to provide. And we hope that within the next week to 10 days, we'll be able to provide further information as to how we can match those up and help people to find jobs while they're over here. And it mentions sponsors as well. How does that work, that whole system? Well, that sponsorship is just the individual who is providing the accommodation. So, as I say, I know that there's a lot of hospitality businesses whose members of staff, their team members have offered accommodation to Ukrainians. But there's also businesses that have made available commercial accommodation that they've got. And there are other stakeholders and community groups. So the sponsor is the person opening up their house or providing the accommodation, whoever they may be. And that sponsor is put in onto a a sort of portal and you match up the the person providing the accommodation with the the person who's coming into the from the Ukraine uh, and the the person who sponsors decides who they're going to take and how many they're going to take. And at that point, that's their entry into the UK. And after that, we can look at providing the wraparound support of of a job and for those people who, who work in the hospitality sector, you know, there's there's nothing to stop them saying, I have a room and my employer has a job and doing that informal brokering. But we'll be trying to do that at a macro level, too. So at the moment, I think it's a bit of a waiting game then for that second phase of that to open up and have those jobs made available to Ukrainians coming over. It is. There isn't any platform at the moment that we can make that available, but we do need that information. Government is actively seeking it, and that's one of the things that they're going to be looking at. And we hope to have news on on that within the week, as I say. So a couple of action points. Cascade, the email, we put out an email to members. We'll put another one out this week that gives the details of what you can do. Cascade it down through your teams and you can provide support to your teams who may offer. So you may want to capture that yourselves. If your team members are offering support to Ukrainians, what can you do as a business in the community to be able to help that? Secondly, there is across Europe a website called Hospitality Helps for hotel rooms and hotel companies to be able to upload their unused rooms. Now, this is not part of the Homes for Ukraine regime. This is across Europe, temporary accommodation, one or two nights for people who are traveling throughout Europe, lots of Ukrainian refugees coming from Poland, wanting to come to the UK. So you can they can have hotel rooms provided en route to get to the UK. Or it could be Ukrainian HGV drivers who are stuck in the UK and need accommodation. So this is just one or two nights. So cascade it through your employees, log your own rooms that you are commercially willing to provide on a sort of three to six month basis to people who are coming in and and people you may be willing to sponsor. Upload your unused inventory and sign on to Hospitality Helps and then give us the information about the jobs or living roles that you've got that we might then be able to share with government to play our part. Thank you. That's really helpful information. As you said, we'll have that information on the website. So make sure you head to our homepage and you'll see information on that. Yeah. And we'll continue to liaise with government and and get as much as we can. The other thing you can do for those people who can't manage to do any of those things at the moment, 
but may look to sort of register their jobs in due course. We are also having a hospitality fundraising dinner for the Ukraine, 5th of April, lunch at the Grosvenor House which is being organised by the Grosvenor House and Master Inholders. We are aiming to raise £100,000 to go through the deck appeal to be able to provide support to Ukraine. And at that lunch on the 5th of April, we will be providing more details about any further schemes that we can provide to, to match up people who've got jobs with Ukrainians who've come over as refugees. Thank you. Was there any other bits of information before we finish? Well, I, I think the other side to it, which is not so positive, but we will keep members informed on the same basis. Clearly, the situation in the Ukraine having a major disruptive impact on global supply chains and uh, food price inflation. Just to flag that the government has just announced it is putting tariffs on food that comes from Russia and Belarus and some key areas where we should be expecting tariffs to come in fish that is caught in Russian waters, which may be landed through China or, or processed in Germany, some spirits, some fertilisers and animal food, which will add to the cost of, of produce going forward, and some oils. So that's a 35% tariff, which will come into effect next week. And that will see a spike going through at the moment. We're seeing spikes in food price inflation. I think we can expect to see more on sunflower oil, wheat, grains, fertiliser and CO2. So it's just to say that we are also liaising with the government closely on that and we'll advise you on the impact for supply chains, the date at which this comes in and the details about what happens if it's fish that's caught in Russia but processed in China. Is it affected by the tariff or not? But I think businesses need to be prepared for high levels of food price inflation being baked in for the foreseeable future, certainly for the remainder of this year. And certainly fish and chips is going to start becoming much more expensive. Not such great news there. Do you know if government is doing anything to offer support for businesses who are being hit by these cost inflations? We are lobbying closely. So we're, we're really engaged with the Treasury, with business department to try and push the case for this because Obviously, the energy costs are what's attracted a lot of attention, but 35% increases in food, 300% increases in energy, all of that is feeding through to an intense cost of living squeeze. We are going to have to put up prices significantly to customers. And while I think a lot of customers will understand that in the context of what is effectively an economic war in Europe, it is going to have an impact on demand and businesses are going to feel the pain. So we are arguing with the government you know, really now is not the time to be making matters worse by increasing VAT, by putting up further taxes. You need to give businesses breathing space and also looking at how we can improve liquidity in the system to be able to give people a breathing space on paying back HMRC or government backed Sybil's loans. So we are actively on the case and trying to see what will happen. We look forward to seeing what the Chancellor says in a further emergency economic statement on the 23rd of March. We will listen to that with bated breath, I, I assume, for some better news for the industry there. Yeah, well, I, I think, you know, the industry's been through so much. It's willing to, to do its bit to help again, to look after refugees. But it is facing into some really severe headwinds. And we, if we are to be able to continue to play our part in supporting the Ukrainian refugees, but also delivering levelling up in our communities, then it's vital the industry has a breathing space and some headroom. So that's our message to government. And if they want us to do more to help, to be more supportive, we can. But we need to have a viable business to be able to do that. So fingers crossed they're listening and we'll continue to make the case. 
Exactly, and I'm sure a lot of our members and other hospitality businesses around the UK will be pleased to know that you are so well connected with government and pushing the case forward for the industry. Thank you, Kate. I think that's all we have time for. That's been a very useful update today. And for the listeners, do keep an eye out on our website. It'll be ukhospitality.org.uk forward slash Ukraine. And we'll obviously keep members updated with that through either bulletins or through our newsletter on the Fridays. And we'll bring you more information in our future podcasts as well as we have more. Thank you.